0: and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and And Witches. Witches. We really need to work on that. (laughs) Well, when we're together, we do it good. I know. This is Shada. We are recording for you guys off of Zoom. We are still in the corona quarantine right now, but that has not stopped us from trying to do this podcast and bring you guys some witchy content and entertainment. So we are recording remotely off of Zoom right now. And we are here to give you guys an Ask a Striga mini so dum dum dum. This is where we Ta-da. answer your questions, we read your stories and everything in between. And we want to take some time to thank each and every one of you guys for sending us such amazing stories and amazing questions. Please keep it up. I love yes. it. It teaches me a lot. It it forces me to use my that big brain that big brain of mine. Um and exercise it a little bit because i don't think i do that enough so thank you guys
1: yes thank you indeed
0: you ready to dive right on in miss monica
1: let's dive right into the subject yes all right
0: so this one i think is more for your department anyway so um here we go in your next q a could you please speak about crows i've had two with me for about 12 years one is in the background she's the quiet observer but the other he's loud and always around even through a move across the straight the states or when i travel it just feels like i'm missing something i just can't put it my finger on it on the episode on elements it felt like monica had more to say when she mentioned the crow being connected to the earth element thanks for that That I did not know. Thank you so much for your podcast. I love it. Also, slowing you guys down to 0.5 so that I could write down your fire spell was pretty funny, but I'm so grateful. Have a blessed day. That's from Tiffany M. And I have to say that after we got that, I went back through our podcast and realized that on Spotify, you can slow it down or speed it up. And it was hilarious. And I had way too much fun listening to that. And I encourage everyone that is bored and needs a laugh to go through not just our podcast, but is just, just about anything and either slow it down to 0.5 or speed it up to 1.5 and you will be incredibly entertained. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you about the crow. Whenever I see a crow in the reading or whatever, it talks about magic as a foot. So whenever you see crows, magic is around you. They're very intelligent creatures um, and, and they're most, they usually have a watcher, like a sentinel, that watches out for the other bird or the other birds. And so, and they warn uh, the other crows and animals about intruders and threats. So um, when you hear a bird that's really talking and chattering really loud, they, he's just probably warning the other birds around that something is going on um, so they have a complex language of course and they can't they do not sing this is a bird that does not sing um, so you have to like really learn the language of the crow and um, I know I've had uh, adventures with crows where when I would take my dog for a walk they would follow me like down the street and stuff I thought that was like what do you want what are you telling me what do you want me to know um, so they are uh, they are definitely um, sentinels and it definitely means like magic is afoot the magic of creation is calling you um they are st- oh, did you know this that in roman mythology um crows used to be as white as swans and really? uh, yeah and a white crow actually washed over apollo's pregnant lover and then um one day the crow brought bad news to apollo and that's when it was turned black so that's an interesting little tidbit about the crow. Um, they they appear all over the world um, in different things. It's a symbol of solitude to the Chinese. Um, uh, to the Celts, the crows was associated with creation. In the Bible, the prophet Elijah was fed fed by ravens and crows while hiding in the wilderness. There's a lot of stories about crows. They build their nest together, the male and the female, and they build it way up high for protection, and it's kept very clean. Um, They don't go to the bathroom in their nest, even the babies. Um, And it says a little meditation on this will reveal about health and home and respect issues. Um, Like I said, they are so smart. Um, they will, they're robbers though, they will rob food from other birds, <laughs> and they will take eggs of pigeons and, and doves. Uh, we've seen it right here in our backyard. Um, so, and you know, they, they have a complex language, as I said before. So just know, they're messengers, bringing you messages of, uh, they protectors, they're sentinels, and it totally means magic is around you. So there are symbols of creation and spiritual strength and they remind us to look for opportunities to create, manifest the magic of life.
0: Hey Monica, so, I think you might need to move your microphone a little bit. You sound a little muffled. Okay, better. Oh my god, so much better. Okay. Um, um the only th- A piece of advice that i i have is just because being in los angeles we have ravens here and for a while i didn't know the difference and and magically speaking i'm sure that there is a difference between the two because i know that crows are associated with certain deities and ravens with others so you do kind of want to be aware of the species but usually i don't think you see crows and ravens in the same areas in los angeles we have ravens and they're a lot larger And when I went to Oregon to go visit, I got to see crows, which are substantially smaller than ravens um so Uh make sure that you know the difference because for a really long time when i was younger i was calling our ravens crows but that that's not what they are so you did mention that you've had that kind of energy around you um for a while tiffany so make sure that you're and you mentioned a move across the states and stuff make sure that we're talking about the same kind of species i think regardless the the message will probably be the same but take a minute to make sure that they are crows and not ravens ravens are much
1: bigger they have more of a, of a rough around their neck and a longer curved beak than crows. That's okay. one of the ways that you can tell the difference. And also it's the shape of their tail. I believe that the crow has a squarer tail or the raven has a squarer tail and that crow has a pointier tail. Um, I'm not sure which one is which, cause I can't remember off the top of my head, but one of them definitely has a square tail in the back and one of them has like a pointy tail in the back okay. but yeah that's one way that's another way of, of identifying the crows
0: i so. remember um there, there's these two crow, uh not crows uh, ravens that hang out outside of green men all the time and every time i see them i say hi to them and bye to them and when i was a little kid there was ravens in my neighborhood and um they're kind of dying off and i don't know why but i started to just throw dog food at the end of my driveway for them every day and then all of a sudden there was like 20 hanging out on that uh telephone pole right there waiting for me to get home from school every day wow that's very cool and you know what i've heard that crows remember you
1: they don't they recognize you so i'm sure that's what's going on for you over there with with your two crows that follow you everywhere. i'm sure they're recognizing you so because they they do recognize people
0: yes so amazing huh be nice and give them treats every time i see um ravens hanging out near me i don't have any where i'm at right now and i have two cats that are very uh predatory so i try not to encourage birds to come hang out in my yard because i don't want to like set up a fast food drive through for my little asshole cats but um whenever you see them i always try and give them like bread or dog food or bird seed or something you know um just depending on what age i was i guess what i was giving them. when third grade shauna was giving them dog food but um i always try and do little nice things because they do remember it and i think that they're very magical creatures so it's it's definitely something worthwhile to stop and try and sacrifice give a little bit of something for them
1: absolutely yeah take care of them and they'll they'll protect and be your sentinel watch over you for Mm -hmm. sure Hmm.
0: So this next one, this comes from Jen and she sent us a story and she did send us a couple of questions, but what I did was I separated this into, in this episode, we're going to do the stories and then we'll do Jen's questions in a different episode. And this was really cool. So first off, Jen, thank you so much for reaching out and for emailing us because this is super awesome. And what she says is, hello, I'm a very novice, solitary witch who came into my practice after both of my parents passed. I am new to your podcast and I am loving it. This morning at the gym, I listened to your podcast on divination and the elements. First, I was raised in Florida and Shauna, manatees are magnificent. They're absolutely gentle giants. Unfortunately, if they become too accustomed to human interaction, they become dangerously trusting so they should be adored from afar for their safety. However, you may visit an animal rehab and have the opportunity for contact with those who cannot be released. As a child, I didn't know that, and we had a manatee that drank from our AC overflow. Um, That bran- Branito, the canal, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, the 70s weren't so eco-conscious, she puts in parentheses. At the age of seven, when everything which she started in my life, I would sit on the dock and I would speak to her, feed her water hyacinth bulbs, and then she had her calf under my dock. She would bring him up to me. Now that I know better I than to interfere with animals in the wild, I hope no one ever harmed her. I had a wild blue herring that would hang out on the dock who I called Poopsie because I couldn't refer to him as, you shit, like my dad did. A duck, a small pod of five dolphins I would get into the canal with. Navy release, but they avoided my direct contact, but they played ball with me. River otters who hung out with me in the ditch by my bus stop. Osprey and eagles and alligators galore. I have always had a connection with animals, wild and domestic. Simply an amazing childhood. Monica, in my later childhood and teens... My dad would take me to the river and ask me if I saw faces in the trees, the water, the mountains, um, in parentheses, in the parentheses, she put it when we're on vacation. The picture's in the clouds, and I passed that on to my children. When I moved to California in the area I was living in, it's suburban, and sadly, there were few, there were so few opportunities. It's as if they remain hidden or mainly choose to not show themselves. When I visit my daughter in Monterey, California, I see see faces in the trees, the beach sand, and the mountain sand, and it feels like home.
1: Yes. Thank you for scrying and recognizing those those images in nature because, yeah, they do exist and they're wonderful. They are so wonderful, don't
0: you think? they really do you know what i see things everywhere i have a like stucco on the side of my house and i was looking at it yesterday i saw all sorts all all sorts of faces on the side of my house um jen i want to first say that you're a really good writer this was really beautifully written and thank you for writing and sharing this with us and you know what i know a lot of people make fun of florida but after this it makes me really want to go there it makes me really want to spend some time there because you guys have a lot of amazing wildlife like how amazing is that, that there was a manatee and a blue heron and and fucking dolphin, dolphin. And a duck. like that that's really beautiful and that's really magical and amazing and i want to take a second to um address something with you here because you you pointed out something really amazing that a lot of people don't think about is do not interact with wild animals if they're not dangerous and they're not going to hurt you that's that's great but that means that it's dangerous for them because humans are a bunch of giant assholes and we don't want wild animals to think that it's okay to approach a human because not all humans are nice and a lot of them are going to be dipshits so if you see something really wonderful and docile like a manatee adore it from afar jen put that really wonderfully yes Yes. And, you know, you got to
1: remember that keyword. They are wild. That's the keyword. So you never want to like, you know, you know, not, not only do you never want to approach a wild animal, even a domestic dog, you always ask permission from the owner before reaching out and touching a a dog. So you have to be very careful with, 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 with the wild animals. You just don't want to intrude on their space for sure.
0: One hundred percent. And it's something that we need to use those big human brains of ours so that we can we can remember that. Um, just because again, all too often um we see these wild animals that are a little too trusting, are a little bit too exposed to humans. And even if that that bodes is safe for us, it doesn't mean that it's safe for them. So Jen, thank you for pointing that out. At no point would I wanna encourage people to harm a wild animal or make them too trusting, because being too trusting equals harm as well. Um, but yeah. I do want to say that I think that you have an amazing gift with, um, wild animals and with tree spirits, and I think you should totally read Ted Andrews, um, Animal Wise and Animal speak. speak. Um, yes. They're, they're both really wonderful books that talk about the language of animals, which you've obviously been gifted with, so I definitely think you should check that out.
1: Totally, totally. A Girl after My Own Heart, that's for yep. sure
0: so we have another question from our darling connor um i'm trying to find it here okay here we go um i think i'm going to work with lilith and possibly diana or st bridget but i wanted to know if it's a good idea to work with two deities at this point in my journey of the craft i'm really looking for my patroness and i've been leaning towards more of the Let me restart that because Shauna does not know how to talk. (laughs) Um, He says, at this point in my journey of the craft, I'm really looking for my patrons and I've been really leaning more towards the goddess. I just like the idea of a strong female deity. I also feel really drawn to Diana and St. Bridget in addition to Lilith, but I don't want to get my hands too full. And that is from our darling Connor.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, I find that it's not a problem studying the different deities because the ones that you mentioned are from different paths and traditions. And if you're working with them, you kind of don't want to mix their energy. Um, You want to work with them solo. And um, so it's good to study them, get to know them, and then to feel what works for you but don't mix deities don't mix celtic with strega or egyptian with celtic you got to be really careful with that so keep studying keep researching see which one work works for you and then you can go with it what do you think shauna um
0: i think that studying them and researching them is a really good idea i you've always said to not mix deities and I feel somewhere in between with that. Not that I've mixed deities in spells where I would invoke an Egyptian God and a Greek goddess or something like that. I try and when I'm doing a spell, I try and keep it very focused on whoever I'm working with, but I do work with a lot of Strega deities such as Pluto and Venus, um, Fortuna, but then I also have Ganesh on board, you know. So I do think yeah. that you can kind of mix and match, but I I will say that all my deities have their own altars, um, because I right. have enough yes. have enough space for that. They don't play well with each other generally, unless you know their their history and you know that they play well with each other. So you do want to learn their stories and kind of see what's up. For instance, I think that Venus and Fortuna may be okay because Fortuna, in a lot of stories, is actually Venus's daughter. Um, but I don't think I would put Hades and uh, together um, I think it's fine to have more than one deity and work with different ones I personally will say when I realized that I was a daughter of Venus it made a lot of sense at the time but then boom all at once Lilith and Persephone also came through and so I'm like what is going on how did it go from having no goddess energy and influence right in now that there's three you know so yeah study them one at a time take your time you've got the rest of your life to figure this out and they might push and pull to try and get your attention, so just whoever's speaking to you the strongest, study them, see how you vibe with it. She might be your patroness and she might be your mother that is going to be with you for the rest of your life, magically speaking, or she might just be a deity that speaks to you in this moment and in this point in time in your life that you really needed to hear from because sometimes deities are like parents and they're with us forever, and other times they're like friends and they come and they sh- they share a portion of our life with us before they move on as well.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, I was just going to add to that. Let me give me. Let me get it. Lost <laughs> my thought. Um, oh my goodness, I don't know what I was going to say. But oh boy, Monica's studying... hit the Bailey's too hard, guys. My God, I went too hard. <laughs> uh, it, it'll come back to me. I just wanted to add something, and I just it totally went <laughs> over my head. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, continue, girl. Continue. Um, that that
0: was it. But you know what, I did just remember is that in our last um. In our last episode on Grimoires, we didn't give anybody a shout out.
1: Oh my God, we didn't. Holy cow. Such dicks. Oh my God, what were we thinking? Holy cow. I don't know, but
0: we have to do it now, though. But I'm not prepared, so I'm putting you in the hot seat. Who are you shouting out, Monica?
1: Oh my God, let me see. Let me see. You know what? I am going to shout out to the Green Man community. We're a strong community of witches and magicians and everything, and we need to stick together during this this harsh time. So I'm shouting out to all of the Green Man community to stick together, support the store, and do your magic to make this play go away. And that's who I, my shout out is to.
0: Okay. There I, you think, go. I, I love that. I love that. I second that um my shout out today is to our darling coven sister Brooke I am so excited that I've met her and thank you Tommy for introducing her to all of us she Brooke is just such good people she is so smart she's so kind-hearted and I think she is magical as fuck. So I wanted to just shout her out. We talked about her in the last episode that she's the only one that continues to remember to bring flowers to the altar because the rest of us are lazy and we walk up to the covenstead and go, oh fuck. And then we like run and pill- pillage shit from the neighbors and Brooke always comes prepared. So you know what, Brooke, I love you. You're the shit. And I'm so glad to call you a coven sister. Very nice. Hi, Brooke. Yeah. Love you so everyone thank you so much for your questions we have so many questions and stories that people have have submitted please don't feel like we have forgotten you if you feel like we've forgotten you please feel free to email us at winespiritsandwitches at com and just reiterate what your question or your story was but we are going to start doing um weekly mini sods here so you guys will get more and more ask us dragon more opportunities to talk to us so Thank you guys so much. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay in your fucking house and practice social yes. distancing and everything that we need to do. And don't hoard toilet paper like an asshole.
1: Yeah, because you need it for your asshole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and
1: you know, don't forget about our raffle to win a reading for Shauna from Shauna and I that's still on. We will be picking a name on April 1st. So uh, you know what to do, you Venmo um, Shauna and tell us where to do
0: that at intuitive shauna and can i just say i'm going to point a big fat finger at monica real quick because we were supposed to pull this on march 1st but we announced this really late in the game in february so she decided to postpone it till till april so i still have everyone's submissions if you guys want to win a chance to get a reading with monica and i it's just a dollar to enter you can enter as many times as you want just write raffle in the venmo note and you can venmo me at intuitive shauna
1: yeah, and we look forward to picking a winner on April
0: first. Yes, we love you guys. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay in your fucking house. Merry meet, merry part, and, and Mary merry merry me meet again. again.